welcome back. This is episode nine of Unbox Beauty. Uh, today we have our guest Sherry, the founder of Tood Beauty, T-O-O-D Beauty. We're super excited to have her with us. We're so excited to get in in dirty with her. Well, sort of dirty. We'll discuss clean in a dirty way with her. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. What, what? So the way we love to kick off our podcast is by playing a little game we like to call word for word. So I'm going to, Lee and I are both going to throw a word at you. And the first thing that comes to mind, you're going to just give us your, your instant reaction, your instant, whatever comes to your mind, you say. Ready? Okay. All right. My Ready. Word, my word. Predator. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. Yes. Good. I was like thinking Jeffrey Epstein, but same. But, but okay. Both are good answers. Both steens. <laughs> both are evil steens. The Steens are predators. Evil Steens. Um, the brother Steen. My word is top. Top, like T-O-P? Cherry. As in pop? Like as in cherry on top? Cherry on top. Oh, wow. Sorry. Okay. I got a little graphic there. My apologies. <laughs> this is an explicit podcast, so I'm yeah, allowed it, to do that. It is. We do, we do use inappropriate words. Although my Okay. I can go there with you, too. Feel free. If that's where your mind takes you, it's where Julius definitely does. Yep. Well, you're the one that came out with that. Fair, fair, fair. Oddly enough. Okay, tell us. So, Sherry, you started your company, Tude. Tell me everything, Tude. First, with how you came up with that awesome name and your awesome products and just everything. I want to know. Where, we want to know the tea. The idea. We want to know the cheese. Spill the tea. I have some tea with your cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I started Tude um, unexpectedly. I like fell into it. It was, there's no grandiose plan that was involved with, and I never, I didn't wake up one day and like, I'm going to start a beauty brand. Cause that's just something that sounds exciting to me. I'm a seeker. I think if you were one word to say, what do you do for a living? It's like, I'm a seeker. I'm constantly on this journey of understanding who I am and what I was put on this earth to do and what my purpose is. And, um, as a first-generation Iranian-American, I really grew up in a very small town in Massachusetts where that narrative of other was so pervasive for me. I had this, this thick, dark unibrow, which doesn't look so thick and dark as, as I'm older, but as a young child, I was very hairy. Uh, you know, I had super tan skin, and I just didn't look like everyone that grew up in my town, which was um, very fair, blue-eyed, you know, Christian homogenous town. And I like really st stood out like this. And so, which is fine, except when you get teased and bullied for your name being shadowed as Siadat and being Muslim and having to go to Farsi school every Saturday instead of playing soccer, you start to realize that being who you are is not acceptable and you need to code switch and be a chameleon and shape shift into doing anything you can to survive and thrive. And that really led me to this sense of always abandoning myself. And for safety, I needed to anticipate and read the room, read the environment, understand people. And so psychology was something that was always really intuitive to me, but also a learned skill I had to develop in order to kind of understand how to permeate through the world. And I always wanted to tweeze my unibrow because I wanted to fit in. When I was 13 and a half, we moved to Boca Raton. There I felt like, Wow, I found, I found people. Boca? Boca, I went in eighth grade. I started in eighth grade at Pinecrest Preparatory School. Fancy. 
Fancy schmancy. I went from like public school to Pinecrest. And I thought to myself, what a great time to reinvent how I look. No one will know who I was. It was kind of very, um, again, in a way to survive and also to save myself from all of the trauma that I had experienced about being who I was. And my parents finally agreed. I think culturally, there's a lot of stigma against hair removal and making yourself beautiful. And in the Persian culture, that's also a symbol of being ready to get married, AKA you're ready to fuck and not be a virgin anymore. And so at 13, that's obviously not something that's acceptable or promoted, but after a lot of convincing, they agreed. And so I started to go down this whole world for the next 24 years of always changing my appearance to make myself look more and more like what we call Eurocentric forms of beauty from waxing, from shaving, from lasering, from bleaching, from crazy diets, like whatever I could to kind of fit that aesthetic that was seen in the media. And this is like in the nineties. So like Kate Moss was the epitome of beauty. And, and I definitely am like the opposite of Kate Moss. So um, I ended up having a whole career in pharmaceuticals I had children, I fell into the philanthropy world and the art world. And through all of this, I was kind of always seeking to find a community that I felt like I belonged to. And when I had my kids, I had three girls. The first two came out blonde hair and blue eyed. And then the baby came out looking exactly like me. And what that did for me was this was this beautiful mirror to examine and say, how do I find her so effervescent, so beautiful, so full of just like zest for life. And these are things that I actually have myself, but I don't view them that way. I actually hate myself for how I look. I'm actually um, doing everything I can to not be who I actually was born to be and look like. And that, that invitation for this journey was presented to me. And I decided to take this journey to say, let me grow back my unibrow because I knew that my daughter who was developing her unibrow right before me was one day going to witness a woman that didn't value herself because of who she was and how she looked like. And how could I, how could she ever have a shot in life if she didn't witness a, a woman that had a similar experience leading a different path. And so at a time in my life, and at this point I was 37 years old and she was about three years old. And at the time in my life, when I knew that children absorb everything that we do in the world and how we act versus what we say, I thought like she has to experience this. And so I grew my unibrow back. It completely changed who I was, this Pandora's box of secrets where like this was like the worst thing in the world to me that anyone could ever find out that I had a unibrow. I mean, that's how much it scarred me, was no longer holding power over me. And that's when I started to understand that my attitude, and that's where TUDE comes from, it's short for attitude, was that we all have personal agency at any moment to shift and pivot how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about beauty standards that are you know, passed down to us from our family, from society, from media, from friends, from our own internal bully within ourselves to feel like we have to look a certain way. And I thought, wow, like I've unlocked something in myself. Like I never thought that I would feel empowered to roam the world with a unibrow. And when I started to understand how much I had control over my destiny and, and my attitude and how I wanted to work through the world, that's when I started to say to myself, how can I share this message? 
And I started to go on this journey of writing a children's book because I thought to myself, if I start with a fresh generation, I can teach them and they won't have all these biases that people my age already have toward people that look like me. And through that, I was with my book agent and we were getting close to publishing this book. And the book was about a little girl with a unibrow. It was basically like my life story. And I said, hey, Trina, why don't we like create a complimentary product to bundle with the book? I'm very much like a a businesswoman. And she said, what are you talking about? I'm like, imagine if we throw colors and crystals on parts of ourselves that we hold in shame. This is the part that I was always trying to erase, but now I'm going to embrace it. And not only am I going to embrace it, I'm going to make you not even be able to look away. I want to actually now draw attention to my unibrow instead of erasing it because I know that, that my uniqueness is my superpower and not like the inverse, not fitting in. Fitting in is never a superpower, by the way. So she thought that that was a really interesting concept. She really encouraged me to develop it. And lo and behold, next thing I know, I'm walking into a lab about to start my first formula on a creamy eyeshadow that you put on your eyebrows. And like, that's how I fell into Tude. Yeah, you definitely answered the question. <laughs> how, how long ago was that? That was in... Um, the summer of 2019, where I started to really look at this concept and say, can I walk into it? And then really in the fall of 2019, get into the development aspect of it. Okay. And then when did you actually launch? We launched January 4th, 2021. So, um, you know, I had... Back then, when I first started, I was solely focused on product innovation. It was like mama's test kitchen. I would bring things home from the lab, try them on myself, write notes and like, you know, work exclusively with them. And I had thought that if I had colors and I had a glitter line and something called a soap brow, which is like an all natural way to shape your brows, like that was kind of how I was going to launch. Then COVID hit. COVID hit in March and lab shut down and I was very new to this. And so some of my um, product offerings changed. I also had like a whole line of glitter that I had developed. And then I found out from my testing. And as you know, you have to do all the regulatory testing. And those are things people don't tell you about. And, and through that process, I started to understand that glitter was made out of plastic. Like I had no idea. Um and then I had to scrap that development and, I, and I, I went on a whole other mission to figure out how to make it sustainable and, and not harm the earth. And so I'm really proud of our bioglitter that just launched last month, first in the world, made yeah. out of eucalyptus. So just super cool how your timeline, you know, Huli and I can totally um, relate because 2000, technically 2018, we incorporate 2019, we're in development. And I mean, she is she was the formulator. And I mean, I was sitting here just going, you know, what, what can, where were my tax write off? You know, I was just like, I'm like the lawyer business minded person. And, and she's definitely the, the formulator and, and just paid the, the very close attention to detail and went into the lab like seven times and just kept going and kept going. And we were flying to Colorado and it was, it was, it was awesome. Um, you know, we had a similar situation. We, we didn't realize Manuka honey wasn't vegan until we like produced our first sort of sample round. And, and it was awesome. Manuka honey is great. But then we realized, no, you know, we, we figured like the hierarchy, okay, we can, you know, we'll take the honey to eat because we feel like for health. Like what is, what, what is the greater good for, you know, humanity, so to speak? Is it your beauty? Sure but is your beauty above what we now know is how important bees are to our civilization and our agriculture and our the answer is no so no we were like okay 
We didn't realize we were stealing the bees' food. Okay. Right. So we realized that like seventh round. Um, anyway, and then and then COVID hit. Um, so so yeah, we were a little bit jarred by that. But then we found ourselves in northwestern Connecticut and um, farming and trying to use trying to use ingredients from our farming practices and incorporate that into our product line. And we ultimately did a little bit, but um, we launched in October, uh, October 10, 15, 20. So it's kind of cool. We're a little bit paralleled in in that respect. So we started with our products. We had all of our products and then kind of went from there, then developed the website and then, you know, your marketing platform and your social and and the messaging and whatnot. So I just wanted to kind of say that we totally get where you're coming from because we had a very similar journey. And it's so funny. I think I was going to launch October 15th. No joke. Swear. Like I was trying to, I was like 10, 15, 20. She was so into it. I was like, I'm a big fan of numbers. Me too. Numbers. So I was like 10, 15, 20 just feels right. See, for me, I was like, there's something odd about, I don't like it. It's too like (laughs) symmetrical. We got to go with the odds. It's got to be like 11, 13, 21. Yeah. She was like, no, please. That's so funny. I was going to launch 10, 15, and then that got pushed to um, November 19th. And that was based on an astrologist that told me that was a really good day. And then I ended up having to switch it to January 4th because um, just what it really needed to take from the campaign side of like getting our campaign shot and just knowing that, you know, and that was already a very tight timeline. How was it sourcing your sustainable packaging? Because we've had a complete nightmare experience. It doesn't exist and it still doesn't, right? right? So there's like three guys out there. I don't know. There's three guys. And I promise you, they all live in the Midwest and they don't answer their phones right away. And their, you know, work hours are very skewed and getting anything prototype in the like sustainable bioplastic, even repost consumer, anything has been, it's a wild, wild west. Totally wild, wild west. And I didn't even know how wild, wild west it was until you kind of step into the arena and start asking very basic questions that you can't believe have never been asked, such as what was this material made out of? What was the, what is the plant that creates it? Like I was also very interested in like the holistic life cycle from an operational standpoint of like, what is the carbon footprint? Like, is it made with solar energy? What else is manufactured there? Like all these things matter because I only wanted to also support businesses that are doing the work to make this world better. Otherwise, how are we going to change the world? Yep. Found that all of that equals cash. (laughs) Yeah. And timelines are impacted by that. And that's why some of my timelines were pushed back because I wanted to really make sure that my packaging was the best possible, at least to my level of consciousness that I could find. And I'm always the first one to raise my hand to say, I only know what I know. And I would love to learn from your resources. And I think that's, that's how we kind of move the needle forward together. I wanted to make sure that the packaging could be recycled. And I think in the beauty industry, there's so many things that people don't understand. They may see it in a glass container, but then the actuator or the pump of like a, a lotion that's tied to that um, can't be recycled. And so they throw it away thinking that, oh, you know, it's okay, but it really isn't. So I think there's so these mini parts in um, primary packaging that impact sustainability. And I think we have to do better in terms of looking at industries like the food industry and other places that are much more forward thinking and plant-based. And I wanna get to a model one day where everything is a banana peel. That's my mandate with my company. I wanna have a banana peel business where if I recycle or throw this packaging outside, I can make sure that it is compostable um, and it is like, 
dissolves in the earth in a way that doesn't harm it. I think regenerative soil is a very interesting concept to me as well. Our first labels, the way we wanted the aesthetic to be was a, a clear label on on the glass to make it look like we etched the glass because of our idea of, you know, recycling the bottles. We're actually not recycling the bottles. We wanted we have a system called Decycle where we repurpose the bottles. So you send them back to us, we sterilize them and reuse them. And in order to do that, the etching on the bottle would have meant through use, we would lose some of the color, the gold foil, whatever it is. So we were like, well, if we create a label, then the label, we can change the label each time we use it. But then we were like, wait, well, how much, like these are now vinyl labels that are almost impossible to recycle. So we're like, how do we make labels that are compostable labels? So all of our labels are actually compostable. So they are the banana peel product. They're the banana peel labels. Like, no, they're the sticker that it goes on bananas. So when we say banana peel, we're literally made from the same, like, compostable. So we'll give you that guy. (laughs) How did you find these people? Searching and, like, calling and having people in one place that are, you'll do business with them about one thing because they have, let's say, craft recycled uh, mailers. So we get that from them and then we just develop a relationship with them and we present to them the problem that we're facing. Like, hey, we really want craft, you know, uh, mailers. We want our ink. Our ink on our mailers is, is, is algae ink. It's not even soy because soy actually decomposes into toxic material. So we found out that algae ink is the only one that in like once it reaches the aquifer is not going to be toxic. So we're like, we're going to go with yeah. algae ink and at this point the manufacturer had just introduced it and they only had one color at the time black now they have i think multiple colors but we're just we've been here since it was one color you know what i mean and that's yeah, yeah the loyalty i think and they they appreciate that so um and they also appreciate the small business and they know that we're you know trying to make a difference like you said and we all have to push the needle forward and it's like helping each other out because it, they're it's learning an industry. It's they're an learning too they want to sure. they sure. want to get on the same you know but the industry prior to now, I feel like, has been very not conscious of clearly anything. It's like the cheaper, the better, the faster, the stronger. And it's like it's the Amazon model. It's the yeah. Amazon model, which I'm hoping at some point we all collectively agree to, you know, cancel Amazon in the sense that maybe not my Amazon Prime, you know, <laughs> studios, okay, on TV. But I'm, I'm saying like the idea that you need it the fast like you're eliminating the fast fast beauty like the fast beauty mechanism like the fast everything mechanism so you just launched bio glitter like literally like a month ago the first ever so what is bio glitter talk to me about all that jazz yeah absolutely when i was developing the product line and understanding how much microplastic and plastic is just made out of loose glitter. Think about all the art projects in your life, just as one human being alone that you have contributed to waste in this earth. I thought to myself, there's no way I can continue to add plastics, not only to the earth, but also as like hormone disrupting agents that we're actually placing on our skin. And I thought even with your, your background as a nurse, like I'm sure you probably have insights too of how all of this can, can really change our, our human chemistry. I I went on a year and a half mission to solve this. And I had a lot of pushback from the industry. Everyone said that I was um, a dreamer, that it was not possible. And then if I wanted to have glitter, that I had to use the traditional kind of microplastic glitter. Um, I found a, the wholesale distributor of 
true bio glitter. And there's some eco glitters and bio glitters out there in the market. But what differentiated this company from anything else was that it's the only bio glitter in the world that has a certification, a third party certification called TUV um, in Austria and Germany that certifies that in 28 days, the eucalyptus cellulose that is the derivative of what this bio glitter is made of will naturally dissolve in natural and freshwater and saltwater environments. Oh, wow. um, so that's an, and if, if, and if an animal ingests that glitter prior to the 28 days, they just secrete it too. So it also doesn't harm it if it comes across its way. So I thought like, bingo, like we're, we're golden now. So I purchased some of that raw material. I brought it to the lab that I was developing my glitter from thinking like I saw this, it's just so easy. There's just a swap of raw materials and I had already had the base created because I wanted to create the first like one swipe bio glitter. Like who has time to add glue and stencils and and then sprinkle loose glitter and hope it doesn't get all over the place. So what happened is when we put it in the gel base, it dissolved. It was so biodegradable that it wouldn't stay in the base. And then I was told that I needed to then no longer was I able to keep the base formula clean, that now I had to dirty up the formula in order to, to maintain the clean bio glitter. And I was like, that's whack. Like I want to have a clean formulation and this. So I got two other labs involved and I was like, let me have them race this out. And so it's like multiple dating, right? It's like, you don't yeah. want anyone to know, but they smell it on you. So then they're going to like try harder. So I, um, finally, after like 25 submissions, one lab came through legit and the base stayed in place and you were able to like swipe it on with with one swipe and then we had the third party certification and and we're in business we have six shades and because Tude for me is such a healing business i think it's one healing my childhood wounds but also trying to collectively heal the trauma of so many people that never felt like they had representation in the media and also feeling like there's a community to belong to and also the joy of just being who you are, right? Like that's our birthright. And yet that's not a message that's heavily promoted because mm -hmm. the beauty industry always profits off of creating insecurities for us. They want to say, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough, thin enough. You're not like, you don't have smooth skin or baby skin or whatever the hell that they're saying that you need to have in order to make you feel bad about yourself to say, hey, let me open up my wallet and buy this because this will solve my problem. So it was kind of calling bullshit on so many things at once. It's true. I, I appreciate you, your candor and, and your journey because I, I think your your story is definitely your journey. I also want to open people's minds as to where and how makeup should be worn. Like sure. who said red lipstick belongs on lips and blush belongs on cheeks? Like who who made these rules up? It's like so fascinating to me. So I'm like, if I want to put glitter or my color cream on the nape of my neck, on my happy trail, on my ankle, on my kneecap, then I'm going to do it because I'm an artist and I can self-express however I feel. And I want to honor that. So all I want to do is give people tools and I never want to tell them where to wear things. In our campaign, we were choosing maybe quote unquote unconventional compared to like standard norms of where makeup should be worn. So one of the men in our campaign had cornrows and in the kind of all the seams of his hair and the parts, we, we covered it in our moonstone, our blue, like, uh, bio glitter. You realize and that Teddy is going to get a job done. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, she is. We're going to like, bust you have to switch it. I actually had my horse. I'm an equestrian. I had my horse in the campaign and I put it on my horse's mane, for example. And oh, I, love that. 
I and did see one that I really liked. That do you know who Shara? Uh, I think it's Sarah Shakil. She's the one that does like all the little glitter. She does. She takes photographs and like bedazzles them. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, I think so. Totally. She did a series on stretch marks where she bedazzled the stretch marks. Oh, cool. I think that could be really something cool too. That you could toot, you know what I mean, the stretch marks, or you could toot. You're even like your armpit hair. You could. That's it. We have we you have the armpit hair. Yeah, and like that's the whole. And I love the stretch mark concept because the whole thing is like throw throw it on the places that you actually held in shame. It's almost like that's a record. I love it because I'm like, imagine they look like zebra stripes, like little two little zebra stripes. Totally, totally. We have like glitter freckles. We have like like an entire arm dipped in glitter. We have like from your ankles and all up, all up your shin. So like, when are we gonna when are we gonna release the stash though? That's what I'm saying, Sherry. We're gonna. Why don't we do it together? I don't know if I'm ready, but there is one hair here that I literally could. Oh no, for me, for me, we were standing in line at um, a very legal dispensary in Massachusetts. I'm just going to throw that out there. And she literally plucked a freaking long ass hair from my chin. I'm, I guess I'm that age. We should have tooted it, but I was like, I mean, I was having a black and, and, and like, I could, I could comb it. I mean, she could have, she could have braided it if there were two others, but you know, Oh my God. Let it go like, like singular, but it was, it was lonely. One is a lonely number. Um, <laughs> you basically just gave me a whole branding concept. Tooted yeah. it. I like that. Yeah. It's so all we have up. to do is have your dewy skin with your two, man. Um, so it's called Unbox Beauty. So we quite literally right now with Sherry are going to unbox the beauty. So we, we've sent each other boxes of our products and we haven't opened it. I'm going to take this really amazing knife and slice and dice. Should I do it at the same time? Yeah, we'll do it at the same time. Yeah. Holy sure. put, your, put your finger right there. No, guys, <laughs> can everybody, listeners, you should know that um, everybody everywhere. I like that. Everybody everywhere, and she's got an amazing logo. Yeah. Um, Ooh. I'm like so into this. Sorry. Ooh. Have you ever done this with anyone else before? No. And this is yeah. So I'm not. I'm gonna. I gotta give that to you. I really want to pretend like it was mine, but definitely was not. No, take it. I got a sticker, which I really love, love. that. God, we, we got to step up our game. Is that pubic hair? You are amazing. Is this Literally, pubic? it's not pubic, but armpit, but I wanted to shoot pubic. I just what couldn't find it. Just it. go with you. It looks like pubes. Just tell people it's pubes. Great. I'm going to tell them. Oh, I love this. <laughs> oh my God, I'm really excited here. Do you want to like do yeah, that? I, I feel like help. you got to do something. I feel bad because I'm like, it's Christmas for me. Ooh, wow. Oh, God. I'm so shit. Okay, I want to see what you look at. Look, Teddy's into it. Teddy, get out of here. Okay, wait, now I want to see her, her reactions too. Wow. I, I was waiting. I was, I, was, I was giving you the floor. I'm like, oh. I begin. Yeah, what, what's, where should we start? Where do I start? This is amazing. This is Christmas for sure. Oh, my gosh. The soap brows. Turn it off, makeup remover. Okay, makeup remover. This is after we play. Can I please do, can I paint your face fully? Yeah, no. Can I paint my own face? And no. Can I put like spot no. on your face with glitter? No. You can put fuck on your can own I face. Can I put a penis? You are a fuck face, so you should put it on your face. <laughs> That's I actually am. Um, what do you, like, tell me where to start. What do I do? Well, you know, I always say it too. Like, I, it's like you, you are rewriting your own beauty narrative. And oh, okay. so I just open. I'll tell you. Open it and see and see what how that invites you to want to play. That's my invitation to you. And where did you come up with your names for these products? 
Oh yeah. And I think I was starting to touch upon that with the healing aspect. So with our color creams, um, and because I love psychology so much, because I think it's like the hair club for men, not only am I the president, I'm also a client. Like I, I'm also always trying to kind of help myself. I looked at, I look at myself as very non-binary, meaning I think we can be this and we can be that. And whether that's in beauty where like I can have a unibrow and I could also shave my armpits yeah. or I can, you know, be, um, I think we're all very complex human beings and we're not binary in terms of saying like we're one way and this is how we feel all the time. Humans change how they feel. And so for the names of our color creams, I wanted to show the polarity of being. So things like real and fake, oh, beautiful, inner, outer, like, um, where do you, you know, see, where are the names? Wait, I'm brother, sister on those. You can, if you open up the two, if you open up the carton, um, it's listed on the side and we printed it out by color, but also on the bottom, Black. there's a label. Stop. I'm going to have to do something like ridiculous. So there's like a sleep awake or there's like sun and moon, um, past present. I love it. I'm what into it. It's very like, um, Stanley Kubrick. Yes. I'm so into this. But isn't it fun to just like paint yourself and Kinda. not like, can I go to Wait, this is the same color. No. Okay. Yeah. So I have now opened up a few colors. I opened up a black and um, put it under my, like on my cheekbones as though I'm trying to reflect the sun as like I'm a tennis star, Naomi Osaka. Um, <laughs> then, I did. then I put a stripe down my nose. Cause just cause I don't, there's no rhyme or reason to anything I do. Um, then I put a purple, um, swash on my eye to make it look like Leah punched me so I can, um, punch her back, I guess. Um, maybe try and get some. And, and Julia has drawn her third eye. I see. Now drawing a third eye. I am drawing a third okay. eye. Um, I'm going to now paint my eyebrows cause I always I made it my largest dark. eye because it is my largest eye. <laughs> this, this is, like, this is beyond. how I see everything. And you know what I love about our uh, color creams is that they're very buildable, so they can actually start out quite light, and you can make much more impactful. I even love it, like as an eyeliner. I used to love wearing black eyeliner, but I haven't gone back to black since this. Like, so I'm somebody that um, I love. Like, I don't wear. I usually don't wear makeup, like especially on my eyes and stuff. Um, but I do love like a cream um, shadow, like that I can just put on with my finger. Um, there are a few companies that historically I can deal with, but I'm not going to use their names anymore. This is awesome. Cause I, I feel like this is so easy to put on and you just like, you can, but it's so light that I can like go as light as I want for daytime or I can build and I can be like fierce as shit. Like Sasha. I'm like, should we be night? going to, I feel like should wow. No, should we be going to <laughs> Burning Man also? I feel like. Yeah. Are and Burning Man should be using my glitter. I feel like Burning Man. I, mean, sure. I feel like, are you going to Burning Man? With, I mean, I like, feel like maybe we to. should rent like an RV like, and just do a two beauty like station where people can just come. Fuck yeah. Get like rubbed down, do like a little bomb and then we glittered up from head to toe. She's giving herself glitter freckles. And I also have in there something called a magic swab, which was my answer to the single use Q-tips. It's a reusable um, Q-tip perforated you're, nubs you're on one a, side. You're a slight baby genius for this. So you can, um, you can use that to apply the glitter on your brows. It has these nubs so you can dip it in and it really blends in nicely into hairs. 
And then you can you, you literally wash it and put it back in the pouch. Oh Silicone, right? Yep. Yeah. And it's past my testing. I had it drop from a six foot building and it still survived. So that's, really? I know it. What so was, it tell counter, me what you were worried about happening to this thing falling. I want to know what would happen to a Q-tip falling six stories. I don't know. I just, I thought to myself, I don't know. I've never done so this before. I think you know that this thing's going to survive. Your dog is licking the glitter off of me. It's, I'm you not worried just, if it dies, it's not my problem. Well, remember, I said if an animal ingests it, I know, it just I'm it out. It's gonna be totally fine. This is incredible. I want to get naked. No, no, please don't start. do that here. All right, do that at home with your boyfriend. Please don't yeah. do it here. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm like, I this is this, but this, the problem with this is this is gonna be an all night event. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry, podcasters. Goodbye. No. You know what I love about your packaging already is that. And I'm like learning so much from getting your packaging because I think you're even more advanced than I am. Thoughtfully packaged with eco-friendly shipping supplies. Please reuse, repurpose, recycle me. And I love that. So that's beautiful. And um, wow, this is gorgeous. I have a handwritten note that's I, so I, delicious. I'm sorry, my, my penmanship is not amazing. Who Are you kidding? Uh, that's mine. This is, oh, is that yours? This, no, I don't think that's yours. That's my handwriting. Yours, that's I love it. You're right, that's Julius. That's why it's I amazing. was like, yeah, no, it's like cryptic. I'm, I'm so I'm sorry, Alana. Alana's <laughs> 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 like, no, this is unbelievable. And, and I love that you have also steps. I don't have the steps on what to do. So you have you seven steps. And then these like steps like in general, it's also like use your other shit. So yeah. go let, yeah, start, go left to right. Okay, good. I think okay, this one, right. this one, am I in the right one? Because this one rolled out. I feel like, okay, that's the, that's the burn bomb. And the, oh, and no, the, then that's not correct. You failed. Fine. Okay. I'm, fine. I'm just kidding. There's no way, wrong uh, way to do this. No, you open them all and then that's it. Okay. Holy start. First thing I got is the Dewey Refresh and Resort Tonic. Yes. So everything, I'm going. Full disclosure, everything has CBD. Amazing. Make me calm. The idea of our skincare line is that the skin and your body is pretty much like a perfect organism. So you don't need to do too much to allow it to do what it does, which is heal itself. This is unbelievable. And what is this smell made out of? Oh, rose and algae. That's the, what it was. Yeah, we have no added scents or oil. Yeah, there's or no such thing as fragrance. But if no, you turn no. it in or feel it, you can kind of feel how it softens the skin a little bit. Pretty instantaneous. All right. The next thing, dewy concentrated super serum. This is what goes on next. And See I love the difference. In. It's supposed to be super, 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 super lightweight. Listen, the idea is it's a lightweight step that adds softness, like pretty instantaneous softness. And it has hyaluronic acid, so it keeps you hydrated. I, I call it the primer. I love hyaluronic acid. I just wanted you to be able to feel the difference between the back of one hand and the back of the other hand. And you, you know can what see I mean? it. You, you see it. the difference? One is supple and one is dry. And then feel the other. It's supposed to be like a, like, I call it like a leave-in conditioner. Hank, is this the other products I open? It's yes, still, yes. I keep going. So that is the luminescence oil. So depending on your wattage or how much glow you like, you can do this step first or the cloud nine first. You can do the cloud nine during winter. You can leave the cloud nine out during summer. I like it to look really oily personally. So I do. do. 
Yeah, so I put the cloud nine and then this, but do it either way. It doesn't matter. Our oil is meant to be a dry oil. So it's like silky. It's silky. It's not supposed to stay on the skin. Like those fat oil molecules that kind of just like sit on the oh, skin. Oh, wow. It's so nice. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's meant to kind of absorb pretty quickly. And this is the final step? So then there's the Becom Burn Bomb or the Cloud9 Moisturizer. The moisturizer so the Cloud9 is moisturizer. moisturizer is a moisturizer. Now, if you're not someone who uses like five steps, you can change in between the different steps. So some days I'll use the spray and just the moisturizer. Some days I use the, the super serum and the oil. Some days I use all the products. Like in this in the winter, I end up we using gotta say everything. though that the Becomber Mommy is our hero product. Yeah, so it's like your bio. But the moisturizer you want to warm up in your hand before you like pat into the skin because it's pretty thick, but it is thick in a good way. Like and again, even the thickness will still absorb pretty significantly. So we gave you guys. Um, I think we gave you some. We gave them the. Oh some, no, we didn't. Of course, I, I know. Okay, so just up. use your nail or whatever. You have a little thing. I Sorry. use a pen. Yeah. So um this is literally the hero product. It's I can't believe the this. Burn bomb? Yeah. Like lips, I, I, like anywhere. It'll like, start help peeling the lips right away. Like we use it as like soap brow in the way that you're using it. We say to use it as your brows, you use it as a highlighter, highlighter your hair, lips, everywhere. Elbows. Amazing. Booty, you know, where roughness. Good stuff. <laughs> okay, last question here. Where the F is to beauty going? What are your plans? You see Sky it. is the limit. You Where is it not going is more of the question. It's interesting. I fell into this business out of a journey of wanting to kind of heal collectively my own trauma with my unibrow. But then when I saw that also the ability to be at the forefront of clean color and performance, I was like, also, I can change the game in the beauty industry too. I think part of me reclaiming myself is also understanding like relationship dynamics too, right? So when you don't value yourself, you'll also get into situations where, you know, you may not value yourself in other, in other aspects. So I actually looked at every single relationship of my life from my marriage to friendships to family dynamics, to patterns. And I really use this as like this whole excavation of saying like, what has not served me because I was asleep. Mm -hmm. And now that I promise that I won't abandon myself, what is the commitment I'm going to make to myself? And then how am I going to lead a life and surround myself with a frequency that is very aligned? So I actually spent a lot of time alone um, because I needed to know who I was. I never knew who I was. I was always so used to people pleasing. Yeah that I never even knew what I wanted. I love that. Is there anything there is there anything specific about to that you want the world to know like that or our listeners to know that maybe- Yeah, absolutely. I I want everyone to understand that they have personal agency to live any life that they want. And I know that sounds like a very grandiose statement and something that may be preached on Instagram panhandlers that are pushing self-love and spirituality. But here's the truth. We all have this internal power to self-actualize anything we want. And there's a frequency that you feel on the inside when you know you're aligned with your purpose. So I think my goal with Toot is really not about pushing product, although I would love people to buy my product so I can stay in business. But for me, it was about a spark, a conversation, an awakening, an invitation to ask yourself, who am I? What do I want in life? What decisions do I want to make for myself that feel consistent, that are aligned in my self-energy? And when you are really clear on 
who you are, what your needs are, you're able to give yourself those needs. And when you give yourself those needs, then you're able to kind of stay on this course where you can then spread that to other people. And that's how we change the world. And like, and then when we're collectively in this together, where we're walking each other home and one awakening invites another awakening. And I think that's another thing that's our misconception that like people think like there's a destination of healing. No such thing exists. What happens is you're on this ever evolving process and this journey. I have gone through the most painful four or five years of my life ever since growing in my unibrow. I, I grew in my unibrow and thought I had slayed the dragon. I was like, Psh, there ain't nothing going to stop me now. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. That was just the beginning of me understanding how much I had to unpack to understand who I was and how many biases I had toward myself, right? Like I never thought I would have my hair turn gray. In fact, Allowing my hair to turn gray over COVID was harder for me than growing in my unibrow. And then I packed on weight from being at home and like literally working 18 hours a day and being a single mom and homeschooling and trying to launch this business and not being able to exercise and all the classes and all the stuff that I was so accustomed to, right? And then I had to really deal with my own bias about my weight gain and having gained tremendous weight and then understanding like, how can I preach self-love and acceptance at Tude? but not live it. So to me, that is the invitation is to take daily inventory every single day. And every day we change and we say, what am I feeling? What are the parts that are speaking up for me? Right. Self energy is like how you feel when you're just being led by your soul, but the parts energy or exiled parts that are coming in and speaking maybe from a childhood experience or from uh, an external voice that is being like projected onto you and whatnot. But when parts speak up, they're speaking up for a reason. They might be trying to protect you from pain. They may, and it may be trying to shield you from something else. And so what you need to do is you stay calm and you listen like an internal boardroom to say, what's speaking up for me? What's coming up for me? And you allow yourself to just sit and marinate in it versus being so reactive. I had a whole life where I was super reactive and I'm very emotional and I'm very sensitive and I'm an empath. And sometimes I would, it would lead me to quickly do things um, in a way and, and not to say that I can't be impulsive, but I also, I don't allow it to take me over. I allow to walk alongside it. And that really changes your whole life. That's my mission with Tude. I want to help everyone find the inner peace of knowing that however they are, however they feel, as long as they're honest with themselves, that's really what life is about. Thank you for your honesty and your transparency and for being fucking cool. Um, so where, like, if I just want to stalk you, where can I, how can I do it? Like, what's your, like, what's the Instagram, Instagram website? Uh, my Instagram is my name at Sherry Stiadat, S-H-A-R-I-S-I-A-D-A-T. My brand is called Tude Beauty, T-O-O-D Beauty. Um, our website is tudebeauty.com. And, um, we kind of have a TikTok, but I haven't really done that in a while. Um, but like, hit me up, DM me, like I usually respond to all my DMs. Um, I I think my favorite part about Tude is connecting with people and like hearing their unibrow story. I always say everyone has their own unibrow story. I just want to facilitate what that is for you. Mm -hmm. And I like love seeing photos of people taking these paints 
and self-expressing. So show me your toot, toot yourself up and text me. I love that. Thank you so much. This was awesome. This was really enlightening, to be honest. I mean, yeah, I feel like you. I feel like we need to reevaluate all of our goals. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. We so much appreciate it. Again, remember to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please remember to subscribe to both of those. Leave five-star reviews only. Five stars and up. Yep, yep, yep. What, is there an up? I don't know. Well, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Um, also, we initially said we were going to be um, doing this every other week. Um, that was a white lie. A white lie. No, it was a well-intentioned um, reality, but the truth is, Hooli's late to I'm everything. Cuban. I'm late, late to everything. To everything. Okay. So, so truth is, we're just going to um, come as we please, you know? open door policy and you know we're going to only bring you amazing guests with amazing content so please keep us in mind we love you